What's up, Dunwoody? Today's show features the story of two regular guys from Northeast Atlanta that dreamed of renting out a movie theater just for themselves and their closest friends. In this dream sequence, we'd be watching a Star Wars film, maybe the last of its series. Of course, it would be a beautiful theater with luxury seating. We're talking big plush recliners, not the kind of leather that would stick to you, though, and get you all sweaty. And the seats would be heated so my wife wouldn't ever get cold and we wouldn't have to cuddle to keep her warm and I could just watch the movie. Now, what if I told you that a few weeks ago, this dream sequence became real. We did rent out the best theater in Atlanta, and we are going to fill it with our friends, and we made the decision on the spot during this podcast. Me and my co-host Justin Dyke have always been a couple of movie geeks. When I started dating his sister 15 years ago, uh, we didn't have a lot in common, but I could always talk movies with Sasha's family. Justin is founder of PoolDues.com, and he is working hard to build his business this swim season. Lots of pools need their help with their websites and back-end billing software, and my man Justin has created something special, and I'm excited he's doing well with it. My name is Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent specializing in selling homes in the Dunwoody area. I've built this What's Up Dunwoody digital platform to help my clients sell their home quickly. When you go to sell your home, just remember that your buddy Bob from Remax is just going to put a sign in your yard. You want the agent that's going to tell the whole city about your listing. The show is brought to you by Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics. They pay our bills, and we appreciate that. We're one month away from July 4th and the largest Independence Day party in Georgia, and it's here in Dunwoody. If you'd like to learn more about participating in the parade or sponsoring, go to the website. The Reporter newspaper took the big spot this year as the presenting sponsor. The Dunwoody Homeowners Association is always there at the top of the sponsor board as well. Gold sponsors include EEP Events, Discover Dunwoody, and the City of Dunwoody. Silver level is Cap Concepts, Dunwoody Urgent Care, Crema, Sky Zone, Northside Hospital, the Rotary Club of Dunwoody, and the Atlanta Academy. Bronze level sponsors include Cycle Bar, Renaissance Bank, Redfin, Piedmont Bank, and Mr. Terry Nall for mayor. Now the show is called What's Up Dunwoody, and we try not to stray too far from Dunwoody, but after seeing Endgame at this little theater in Sandy Springs, we have absolutely fallen in love with the Spring Cinema and Tap House off Roswell Road near 285. The owner, Brant Gully, followed his dream and bought the old LaFont Theater from his friend and mentor and renovated it into a trendy craft beer tap house while uh, keeping the art house feel that made the LaFont greatness day. But he can explain it better than I can, so here's part one of our awesome conversation with Brant Gully from our new favorite theater, the Spring Cinema and Tap House. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Well, we're here with uh, Brant Gully over at the new Spring Cinnamon Tap House. By the way, I was here uh, just a few days ago for Detective Pikachu. Uh, what did you think of that one? I fell asleep for just maybe five minutes, maybe a half hour. I'm not sure exactly. You know, despite what everybody thinks, I do not get an opportunity to take in all the movies. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife makes fun of me because whenever we try to go see a movie, I can't sit still. I notice... You know, something's wrong with a light or the AC is not right, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm up all over the place. But, no, I haven't seen that one yet, though. My kids want to come back and see it soon. Yeah, it was okay. It, it was it, it's, but it, Ryan it's, Reynolds is hilarious. It has done well. I mean, it, there's a crowd for that. Yeah. Well, I think now the experience is just yeah. the kids coming over here. They enjoy this yep. theater. So, You want to give us the history of uh, you, you bought the old font and uh, you've, you've transformed it into this? Yeah. So I bought the place in November 2017 from George LaFont, and this is my absolute first venture into owning or operating a movie theater or having anything to do with a kitchen or anything to do with a bar other than being consumers of all three. Uh, my career has been in the world of finance, so I uh, started in public accounting, did some work for one of the big theater chains, then I got into banking, and I became a movie theater banker. Um, the 
institution I was with uh, owned, it was GE Capital, we owned Universal. So we sort of had to like the movie industry, and uh, we did. So I was uh, banking uh, movie theaters for about 10 years and uh, entertainment companies in general. Then I left there with a couple of other colleagues, and we started a small investment bank uh, based in New York and here where we uh, provide financial assistance and advisory and you know, M&A transactions for entertainment companies, but most specifically movie theaters. So I'm sort of uh, one of the movie theater finance specialists across the country. So my day job consists of traveling the country, helping people raise money and then buy and sell movie theaters. So I get the, the benefit of seeing you know, what everybody else is doing across the country. Um, but to my uh, surprise, that is not the same as operating a movie theater. So <laughs> a different when you have it. it is a little different. So I wasn't exactly, you know, this uh, wasn't this lifelong dream to own or operate a movie theater, but it, it was, you know, something. It was this particular theater, this location, this place. Um, I, I, I had done some work for George Lafont in the past. I, in fact, I had some office space uh, right here um, for a couple of years. I was in between. Uh, office buildings and he said why don't you come uh, hang out here for the time being and uh, I'll let you hang out and I ended up staying for two three years and I got to uh, really a first-hand look at the operations and really most importantly sort of the 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 spot this place has in the community you know the people people loved it and um, you know unfortunately it, it started getting in disrepair George was had an, an amazing historic career in the movie industry but just you know he, he was at the end of his career and just wasn't you know interested in, in making improvements or making changes was this and, his uh, only theater it was the only one he had left he was he was kind of the art house guy uh, one of the biggest art house guys in the country he had any art house or kind of historic boutique theater here in Atlanta, he had it. I mean, the, he, he, found, he started them, the Terra, the you know Midtown, Plaza, all those uh, were his theaters. This was his last one. And um, he we had been talking and just said, you know, if you ever want to, whenever you decide to get out, I'd be interested. And, you know, we, we talked about it for a couple of years. And, um, you know, I just saw it as a great opportunity. I mean, in this area, it, it's no mystery that Sandy Springs has just been booming. And Especially recently. Yeah. yeah. You know, the location's just so accessible. And I, I just had a just a feel for what I really wanted to do with the place. And, uh, again, that's not the same as doing it, as I've discovered. It's been uh, – so that's been a year and a half almost exactly now. And it's uh, it's been a process. Um we effectively gutted the place and kept it open the entire time. So we we did it in two phases. One was you bought it from him, and it never closed. Never closed. We are open 365 days a year, and uh, kind of like the Waffle House, we don't seem to ever close. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was interesting. You know, staying open. I mean, it was a war zone in here for a part of the time. Yeah, but, lots uh, of construction going on. Yeah, you know, of course. Probably the, tough to do that when people are trying to be quiet in the movie. Yeah, you know the. What helped probably is that we, you know, it wasn't a particularly busy theater at the time, so right. uh, there were, you know, we were opening, we were opening a little later maybe, but we did it in two phases. We did the auditoriums first. I mean, that's that's the biggest deal is the experience. I mean, people come here to to see a movie, and you know, the chairs were thirty years old. You know, it, uh, you you have the best chairs now too. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think so. I think they're the best, and you know, and well, no, they I mean, they are. He's I mean, been to everyone. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I know. Well, so have I. So I've yeah. been to everyone around. You know, I've been to most theater chains around the country, and I have done 
I've actually represented and done financing work for several of the leading chair vendors. So I, you know, I know which ones are, and they're the most expensive. I mean, I didn't, uh, right. It was just the one thing it was, it was a gamble because, you know, I have one friend who owns a movie theater chain, uh, in the, based in the Midwest and he flew down just to make sure I wasn't crazy. He knew what I was doing and you know i've done a lot of work with him and we're friends and he was just like man i hope you know what you're getting into he said you were crazy he said yeah you're a little crazy he said but you absolutely need to do this and i said well should i get i mean i've never done this chris do do i need somebody to help me do i need you know an experienced theater veteran to help me with this to partner and he's like no you've got resources to lean on uh he said it's You'll make some mistakes, he said, but no. He said, you're going to want to do this by yourself. There's a lot of upside here. Um, he said, and you're going to figure out you do know what you're doing more than you think. And Were you adding to the cart those chairs with the, the heated part of it as he was telling you this? Well, the, Just go it, ahead and it, add 100 into it the It was cart. his recommendation. He said, and there's one thing if I could make you do, he said, it's put in heated seats. Because, I mean, I knew I was going to do recliners. You have to yeah, now, right? Yeah. Especially in an upscale market like this. And, uh, and I was like, man, you're in Chicago. I mean, I get it. It's Nobody even wants to, you know, visit your city in in December, January. I said, but this is Atlanta. I said, you know, he said, it doesn't matter. He said, trust me. He said, it's the same temperature in an auditorium in Chicago as it is in Atlanta. And he said, and it really doesn't matter. He said, what you want is something that people are going to talk about. He said, you need a hook. You will, you, people will not say, oh, that's the place with the recliners because, you know, because Phipps has that or, you know, the AMC has that. You know, he, he said, pay attention. You're going to see women carrying their, uh, you know, their sweaters or blankets. And Sasha brings a blanket to the table. Yeah, because it gets cold. You so know, weird. the irony is we didn't even have air conditioning at the time, you know, so <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly cold. But when you're blaring air conditioning, it gets cold, right? So he said, and... You know, not he said it's it's just going to be the women in particular that you know he said there's data that shows they they're more inclined to buy heated seats in their cars and use them. He said, and what's most important is that's what they're going to talk about it. He said, you know, you're going to have, you know, them go tell their book clubs or their tennis teams or whomever. Have you seen those heated seats? And it was a lot more expensive, uh, but I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not a pioneer, but there's there's not another theater in the southeast United States that has them. I know that because I know all the you know the vendors and and that it it was spot on. I mean that is what people if you read our reviews, we get five star review after five star review on Google and Yelp and every single one of them mentions heated seats. So that that was that's been fun. Uh, I turned mine on the other day for Pikachu, yeah. and and coincidentally, it was shortly after that that I did fall asleep a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> there might be well, a that's, correlation. That's the plan, you know. Yeah. We we let you recline, you get a glass of wine, you miss the you know last hour of Avengers, and you have to come back and pay to see it again. So. <laughs> it's a great movie. This is where we saw it. Yeah. It is. yeah. Uh, did you get to choose how many uh, of the actual theaters were showing Avengers? And like, the, there's always got to be that one other movie that's that's going on during the, that time. That's like, well, no one's gonna go see that now, but I have to play it. Is, yes, does that, does it, it does that work way? that way. Okay. But you, uh, you know, there's a science uh, to choosing the right movies and then negotiating with the studios. It's if it were just me, I mean, I would be just spontaneously saying, well, nobody's going to see this, so let's just bump it off. But then you've got you got some very big studios that you rely heavily on, so you can't uh, you can't mess with those relationships. So I have somebody that's uh, he's an expert in that, and he does that for a career, and he negotiates. So he, you know, I rely on him. But um, 
we so we we plan for that for two or three weeks ahead of time. You make sure you know for two or three weeks ahead of time we showed nothing that was every movie we showed was mostly pointless because we needed to, we needed to clear the deck for Avengers Endgame and so we showed it on for the opening week we showed it on seven of our eight screens and what was what, on that eight screen kids movie. Uh, it was called Breakthrough. It was a uh, faith-based movie that it was a great movie um, and did reasonably well the week before, but they required us to keep it, and we couldn't uh, change it. So it was, if you're keeping score on that Saturday, the uh, first Saturday of Avengers, we had 2,300 people see Avengers, and we had 37 see Breakthrough. So uh, That's actually surprising. Yeah. I bet 30, what, six of those 37 people probably just went into Endgame anyway. So <laughs> No, because there were no chairs for that. So we, yeah. it was, so we had on uh, that, that, that whole first week, like that Saturday, we showed Avengers 23 times. Um, and it's a three-hour movie, so that's, you know, that's seven screens, right? So 23 times we sold it out 21 of the 23 times. And we, you know, the other two just basically had the front row. Uh, empty, so it your was, front row is not bad though. I sat second row. I mean, you know, it's not. I, I, that's where I sit when that, I go in, just so I don't that's what take I up chosen. any seats. It, you know, I've, I've tried to get my employees to to train. I've tried to train them on that because, you know, I purposely put enough distance between the front row and the screen just so it would be, you know, not be ridiculous. You go into some, and you're just like, man, this is. And plus, you're reclining, right? right so. Yeah. It is not bad, you know. I, I think I've just discovered that the, wherever the front row is, just certain people aren't going to sit in it. You know, mm-hmm. I would have, I should have put another row in front of that of you know like decoy chairs or something, so people would because uh, <laughs> they're you know chairs being seven hundred dollars a piece and they're not being sat in. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Well, and all the infographics on on Fandango when you pick out your seats, you do, you have no idea how yeah. close the actual front yeah, row I've, is. Yeah, I've, I've I've reached out to them about that, and they don't they don't seem to care a whole lot. They, did, they didn't take your call. <laughs> no. Uh, and you got on Fandango recently, right? That's got to be huge. It, it, it was. It was a. It was a big deal for me. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be on it. It's when you're a small guy, you, you know, you just have certain things you can't do. You do know, they take and a lot of it. They. Of they. Yeah. I mean, they. Yeah. That. That booking fee. That Fandango fee. That they. That's theirs, right? So, um, but they. They don't. I mean, I'd been trying since day one, but they don't deal with the small guys a whole lot because there's some there's some cost on their end of setting up the infrastructure. God, and, it's software. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, I mean, but but fortunately, through my other you know through my career, I happened to know some people there, and uh, some folks fairly high up. So I, I kept knocking on their door, and finally, I was like, Man, you know, look, you got to help me here. I mean, I, this is, uh, you know me, you know what, this is not, uh, I'm not this crazy risk taker and I need you guys. And so he's like, all right, we'll help you out. And you, you got to do this and that. And I had to switch uh, software platform. I had to switch uh, POS systems, which was not, it's not a, a minor task and nor inexpensive, but I got it done right before Captain Marvel. And it's, it, you know, it's just a, for anything, it's just a marketing deal because you guys know this location. I mean, while it's great, it's right off 285. It's tucked behind a shopping center that, if, unless you know it's here, you don't know it's here. You know, yeah. and, and how come you didn't keep the Lafont in the name? Um, I mean, a couple reasons. I, mean, I, I contemplated it. One, they weren't going to let me ultimately. Yeah. Um, two, I, I just needed, I needed just to start over. Here. Yeah, you got to first start. I I needed people to know that there was. It, it, 
they had lost a lot. I mean, the attendance had dropped by about, you know, it dropped in half over the past 10 years with really no new competitors. And uh, it was just, I need people to know there was just something different, right? And, um, you know, I've, as I've told everybody, I am keeping everything that people loved about LaFont. I mean, we're keeping the variety of the, the film and the content. I mean, that's really important to me. I, I love those types of independent, you know, kind of edgy, uh, you know, movies, the movies that win, you know, awards. I mean, that, that's we're one of the two theaters primarily in Atlanta that, that gets those first. I mean, it's... Uh, and so that's uh, we will keep those. Now we won't we won't keep them on all eight auditoriums uh, for the most part because there's just not eight of those that are good at one time. So you know we, we may not keep a movie around like that, a kind of a more obscure movie for two months. You know, kind of training the customers to know that hey, you see something you like, come see it uh, because it you know we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing you new stuff. Uh, and and a I, new Avengers coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, you, I mean, you'll find probably the most diverse film mix here of anywhere in the city, I believe. Uh, you know, we it's important to us to get families back. Yeah, you know, that's us right Yeah, here. yeah. And, we're the Dunwoody dads. Yeah, he's got five kids. He's yeah. Buying five tickets. Yeah, and I have, you know, I have three myself, and I, you know, I, there's, I just, it's a, there's nothing, there's very few things I love more than, than going and enjoying a movie. I mean, just, there's memories that I have as a kid from, seeing movies with my dad or my siblings and you know my kids uh, we've done the same thing and you know and this area has changed a lot too I mean it's there's a lot of young families it's becoming kind of a uh, a little bit of a stroller community and so we, we want to that's a huge part of our business you know and it wasn't at all before I mean they you know they they passed on you know some really big Disney movies in the past because they didn't do well but uh, you know we're, we're gonna make sure they do and uh, but so you know you come in here just this past weekend i mean we had we had avengers we had kids movie we had you know a movie involving 70 year old women you know uh being cheerleaders uh we Didn't had see that one yeah it's it's a, it's a doozy hear about it's that a doozy <laughs> diane keaton uh, as a cheerleader um we had a movie in Indian subtitles. We had a movie in Russian subtitles. Uh, so we, I mean, we literally have it all, and that's uh, that's what we want to be. So it's uh, we want to you know we want to meet the market here, and that that's that's this community. I mean, it's some of everything. So yeah, you talk about uh, memories. Some of my favorite memories, and you've also talked about how you're struggling at the beginning with the old theater. I went and saw um, Star Wars when they reintroduced Star Wars when I was in college, and I remember going to the theater. You know, as it's scrolling up at the beginning, telling the story, and it's da 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 da, everything cut out, and people were pissed. Like, I mean, yelling and screaming, and you hear some dork in the back, da, 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 da. <laughs> and the whole theater started doing it, and everybody yeah. was cheering, and then the sound came back on. And I'll always remember that one. That was cool. When I was uh, when I saw Back to the Future Two, when it starts raining at the end, for some weird reason, my mom was sitting in a different part of the theater. And it actually was raining outside, and there was a big leak that just opened up right at that that part. And she just sat there getting rained on because she thought it was part of the movie. And then, and as the 4D experience. Yeah, and so, you know, and that's right at the very end. So we're all walking out, and, and she goes, how come you guys didn't get wet in your seats? And we're like, oh, that wasn't part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, They're ruining your theater. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's funny. Yeah, I mean, that, those are that's that's what movies are. I mean, we... You know, in the 
I don't know if you guys noticed downstairs, but in the design of the place, uh, you know, I really wanted it to feel very local, right? I mean, this these communities around here, they, they love to support local businesses. And, uh, you know, I wanted it to feel, uh, when you walk in just out of the, just the first thing, this just does not look or feel like a chain. I mean, this is your community theater. And so I really tried to keep that in mind when uh, going through the design and the remodel. And then I also wanted just, you know, my touches on the place. And, you know, if people, hopefully people like them. If they don't, well, I mean, it's my place. So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things I did was um, up above the, the bar and concession area, there's this uh, kind of soffit that's outlined with a movie from stills from different movies. And so I, I went through and uh, that, you know, when my designer told me there was 44 spaces for me to put scenes from my favorite movies, uh, I can't tell you how many days of work I burned by trying <laughs> to figure out my 44 favorite movies, and uh, and uh, you'll see that. So it was fun doing that because it just reminded me, you know, just uh, all those movies, and some of them just aren't good movies. They're just, you know, memories, and uh, one in particular, um, you know, we're going to do a little social media contest probably where who can come in and, you know, name all 44 of them. And one of them is tricky because it happens to be the very first movie I ever saw in a theater, and it was with my dad. And, you know, I just had this, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I was just like, you know, I just thought it was the most amazing movie. And so I went, I found it on uh, YouTube, actually, and I watched it, and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, yeah, this is unwatchable, but, oh, well, it's it's up there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, your Desert Island movies, that would be a tough pick. Well, it would be pretty much two or three Star Wars movies and Groundhog Day and The Big yeah. Lebowski. Some of them do change, too. I remember Happy Gilmore was like my favorite movie growing up, and then after college I watched it again, I was like, oh, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any plans coming up for the, the you know, ninth Star Wars movie? Other than us, you know, pestering you for... Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, the plans are, uh, I mean, it, it will be... I mean, it's expected to be, you know, in game. Like, um, you know, we'll. It'll be a Star Wars night for sure. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have it on all eight screens. Will will be the hope. But uh, we've already, in fact, we've already sold out two of the auditoriums for opening night. Uh, it's all right. There's plenty more. But um, <laughs> I'm hyperventilating over here. <laughs> Wait, have yeah. tickets already gone on sale, or are you renting them to a group? No. Yeah. Okay. A group have already. Yeah, it, it, so if you want to go ahead, any listeners out there, you want to go ahead and book them, they're yours. Uh, just, <laughs> just need a deposit. But uh, Actually, you, what, yeah, you, let's not skip up. Skip yeah, this that. is what I'm most interested in. What is the deposit? <laughs> How do we get one of these theaters? Yeah, you just uh, just stop by. We'll talk about it. But it's, um, yeah, a movie like that, uh, look, I, as much as I would love to offer you guys a Can't great discount. good guy discount on opening night, A, I'm not allowed to because... Yeah, I'm sure we have some friends at Disney listening here, right? Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm doing the math now. Twelve dollars times. Uh, well, let's not. So, wait, is it twelve bucks? Fifteen or so? It's eleven ninety-five. Okay, plus right. tax. And, and so, what? How, how many seats are in the theater? In our largest has hundred and forty-four. Okay, that's that's actually it's still not. Uh, we have we, we have we varying sizes, so you can even get. Uh, uh, our smallest has 66, so you can have a group of, uh, you can pull together that many friends. So uh, well, We have 66 listeners, probably. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so we do that a lot, actually. Um, and it's, we have, you know, we do a lot of, it's a big part of our business model is group events. Um, again, we just, we want to plug in and be a part of this community. Um, so we do 
uh, birthday parties, you know, bar mitzvahs. Uh, we had a party the other day where a guy rented out our smallest auditorium on a Sunday um, and invited a group of his friends to see Avengers Endgame so he could propose to his girlfriend, and she did. We got to witness it. She said yes, so that was cool. So they rented out the auditorium for that. When did um, he do it? Like before the movie. Before the yeah, movie. I mean, <laughs> so he could probably so he could clear the deck and enjoy the enjoy the movie. Uh, That's I, awkward I, if she said no. Well, I thought maybe yeah. it was like a point where like Iron Man comes out and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, cut, cut. <laughs> Yeah, so that so we do a lot of that. I mean, we have a lot of corporate events. Uh, I mean, look, it's a great area. It's, we're so accessible to a lot of corporations. So we'll have real estate groups or um, you know uh, private wealth groups that have customer appreciation days where they'll come and rent out you know an auditorium on a Saturday morning and use the lobby to have balloon animals or you know cartoon characters from the movie here to take photos with and, and then watch the movie. Or we have. Corporations come to uh, quarterly sales meetings or product launches where they can use our auditoriums. We can we can hook up PowerPoint or your computer or we, you know, one of the most fun uses is uh, we recently had a birthday party of a group of little uh, girls, about 10, 12-year-old girls that rented out the auditorium so they could play Fortnite. Oh, yeah? A bunch of girls, huh? Oddly Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Flipping the script. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's fun to watch. I mean, look, it's no better way to play a video game than on a 50-foot screen uh, with surround sound. So. And, I'd still, and be mad if, I'd still be mad if I just split the screen, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not so, big enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, we, we do that. You can, people, we, do, we, do film, we, we really focus on the film and television industry that's so huge here in Georgia and Atlanta. And we, you know, we host... Uh, premiere parties or cast parties or launches of pilot episodes. Do you have one guy episodes. that's going out and finding those indie films? That we have, uh, yes, we have um, a lady here that's we I brought on to really focus on group and corporate events and parties, and as well as the film and television industry. We really tried to get plug into the various production companies and casting groups and. Um, You'll even see, if you look closely, in an upcoming season of one of the most popular Netflix series set in the 1980s, I'm not allowed to say, mm. by, uh, mm. by non-disclosure agreement, but you will see our... That's strange, you can't say it. Yeah, it is. One of the, the stranger strange. things... Strange, yes. It's one of the stranger things that's happened here is that we closed down the theater for a couple of days and they shot uh, some scenes here. Because so, it looked old-timey when you... Yeah, on yeah. The, there is no better sign that you need to remodel than when somebody comes in and says, Hey, we have a show set in the 80s. We need a movie theater from the 80s. We've determined that your place is perfect. I was like, yeah, think. See, I grew <laughs> so, up around Gwinnett Place Mall, and they did a lot around Gwinnett Place Mall. Too. Yes, yes. So uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun for my... I have three daughters, and so that was a lot of fun for them to to get to be here and watch that and uh, participate in that a little bit. So, um, yeah, so we all kinds of fun things. All right, so this, this, the small theater is 780 bucks, Matt. We can do that. Let's do Let's let's get it for Star Wars night. Uh, do you still have one of the smaller ones available for... for yeah. All right, we need to talk after We're this. Our, okay, all right. Well, we yes, can get... On, we, uh, we for, can, yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay. Do that, please. Uh, but on, just so you know, on if it were sort of an off-peak... Uh, usage and date and time of day you know we don't we, we wouldn't necessarily charge uh 
well, for discount. every seat. Oh, yeah, there okay. would be some sort of discount. Not not for that movie. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, but we in would every have, seat. I would have movie. sold you a discounted auditorium for Breakthrough uh, the weekend of Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, Fox. And that is the story behind us buying out an entire movie theater of Star Wars tickets. No negotiation of any kind. Just, okay, let's do it. That's how we roll. Brent is uh, one of my favorite connections that we made over the last year. We really enjoyed this conversation, and if you're enjoying listening to it, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get the next part automatically when the show posts in a few days. (laughs) 